say there is none like unto thee. We bless you and we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. Speak to us. May none of us live the same. In Jesus' name we pray. And the saints said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, we bless the Lord. And you are welcome to Christ Revealed International Church, CRIC. And today, God has a special message for you. Is your mic off? Today, God has a special message for you. Amen. Today, God wants to speak to you and I about something very important, very powerful. Hallelujah. And we bless God for what he has in store for us. So I want you to prepare your heart. And ask the Lord to make you more and more like Jesus. I want to encourage you to know that you will never be the same again in Jesus' name. So how to maintain your position? Now someone will say your position. How do you and I maintain our position in Jesus Christ, our position in the kingdom of God, our position in God's favor, our position in God's blessings. How do you maintain your favor in the blessings of God? How do you maintain your position as a close person in God's house? How to maintain your position? Now, a position is very, very important. You and I have different positions. You realize that in Revelation, Jesus Christ said, 
you have forgotten your first love. So get back to your first love and your first works. Otherwise, I will remove you or I will remove your position. I will remove your candlestick. So a position is very important. Now, many people have different positions that are important. For example, you can have a good position at work. Your boss can give you a very good position. The CEO can give you a very good position. You can have a very good position in God's house. For example, David the king had a very, very good position before God. David's position before God was first rank. That's why God called David the, 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 the firstborn of all the kings of the earth. David the king. So meaning that so far as God was concerned, David was the number one. David was the best. David was the, the, chosen, the chosen, the choicest, first-ranking king throughout the whole earth. Hallelujah. In the same way, you and I can have a good position. Look, for example, at the, the disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ sent 70 people out, uh, uh, disciples out to preach the word of God. After that, Jesus Christ uh, chose 12 apostles to be with him, with his other disciples, like the, the, the um, disciples Mary Magdalene and many of the other disciples. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ had 12, but out of the 12, there were three which had a very close position to Jesus Christ. For example, there are certain things that Jesus showed the three apostles that he didn't show the other ones. For example, when Jesus was going to Jairus' daughter's house, the Bible says that Jairus' daughter was sick and then died. But when Jesus was going, he only took Peter, James, and John with him because they had a certain position. He took only Peter, James, John. And then in the, during the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus was being transfigured, he only took Peter, James, and John. Also, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying, the Bible says that he left the twelve and then took Peter, James, John further with him. And then he told Peter, James, John, you know what? Stay here and pray whilst I go to pray yonder, whilst I go further. So Peter, James, and John had a very close position. Hallelujah. They were so close that even uh, uh, John and James, their mother, think about it. Because of how close they were, they discussed it with their mother, and their mother asked Jesus, Lord, Lord, when you go up to heaven, would you allow my two sons, one to be on your left, one to be on your right? Think about that, because they knew the importance of position. Today, you and I are in various positions in God's house, but God wants you and I to be in the right position. God wants you and I to be in a position where we are so close to him. Now, take John the Revelator. Out of Peter, James, John, John was even closer to Jesus Christ. Amen. So how do you maintain your position? How do you and I get to a very close position with God and maintain it? I have some re uh, 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 a few ways to do that. Number one. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 29 and 30. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 29 and 30. 2 Samuel 22, verse 29 and 30. 
For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. Oh, hallelujah. Second Samuel 22. So you will see that God through, let's read it again. Now look at this in NLT. This is a very important and powerful verse in NLT. In your, uh, verse 29 and 30. Oh Lord, you are my light. Yes, Lord, you are, sorry, oh Lord, you are my light. Yes, Lord, you light up my darkness. So Jesus, or God, is our light. And when there is darkness around us, he, he is our light and lightens up who? Our darkness. Hallelujah. Now verse 30. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. So you can see that this verse is talking about how strong God is and how when you and I rely on God, we can crush any army. So the first way to maintain your position is to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Have faith in God and not in man. Many Christians have faith in man. Many people have faith in their boss. Let me please my God, my, my boss, because I know that my boss can promote me. Let me please my boss's boss because I know that my boss's boss can promote me. Let me please my pastor because I know that my pastor can promote me. But the Bible makes it clear that promotion does not come from the east. It does not come from the west. It does not come from the south, but it cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. So you and I must have faith in God to maintain our position with God. Amen? Know that your strength is in the Lord. The Bible says that by strength shall no flesh prevail. It is not by my strength or your strength that we will do well. So you and I must stop putting our trust in the strength of man. Don't attribute your success to anything apart from God. Many people put their, their, uh, attribute their success to human beings. Some people will say, oh, but it's because of what my friend did, or because of what my father did, or because of what my mother did, or because of what my pastor did, that I am where I am. Rather, it is because of what God did that I am where I am. And God used my father, and God used my mother, and God used my pastor, and God used my friend to get me where I am. But at the end of the day, it is God who took me from where I was and brought me where I am. Can I have an amen? That's why David said, look, it is the Lord who took me from the sheep coat, who took me from looking after a few sheep. It is the, it's the Lord who took me out of looking after a few sheep and set me to, the, to be ruler over his people. So it is that same God that I will honor. The same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and of the bear. That same God is going to deliver me from this giant Goliath. It is that same God. So you and I must put our trust in God for protection. Put our trust in God for promotion. Put our trust in God for every single thing that you and I need. We must put our trust in God. The Bible says that there is no one who would put their confidence or their trust in God who will be ashamed. Trust in the Lord. Look, for example, at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. 
Trust in the Lord. Am I preaching to somebody? Those watching on social media, am I preaching to you? Amen. The Bible makes it very clear. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own. Is that someone has a Bible? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So it means that you and I must trust in the Lord with all our heart. Have faith in God with all your heart. Some people wrote, rewrote the verse and said, have faith in God with some of your heart. No. Have faith in God. Have, trust in the Lord with all your heart. With what? All your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding as to what success is or the path to success, or the way to success, or the way to promotion. No. Do not lean on your own understanding because many times when God is taking us from one point to another, many people will discourage us. Many people will tell us that we are making a mistake. Actually, when you read, when, when you look at Abraham, most likely Abraham's family members were telling him that, look, you are making a mistake. Don't go. Your father says, leave, uh, your, your, your God is telling you to leave your father's house and go to a place where I've sent you. Many people, will, uh, 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 it, it can easily be a discouragement. No, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on the understanding of others, but lean on the understanding of the Bible, the word of God. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Some people have written in only the big ways. No, in the small ways, in the medium ways. In the big ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What does it mean to acknowledge him? What does it mean to acknowledge him? It means to pray. To ask God in prayer. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Lord, I'm about to make this journey. I'm about to take this job. What should I do? Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to direct me. Let your will be done. And then if you get a job, you take it. But once you've asked God for this, he will direct your path by not allowing you to get an offer that is not good for you. Amen. So the fact that you didn't get that job that you really wanted does not mean that God didn't answer your prayer because God sees further than we see. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You and I here, we can only see right where we are. When you are on top of a, a four-story building, you can see a bit more. When you are uh, uh, on top of a hundred-story building, you can see far more. Imagine an aeroplane. You can see a lot more. Now, God is at the highest place, so he sees everything. Not only does he see everything and his ways are higher than our ways, but the Bible says he knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. God is outside time and he, he is not bound by time. Actually, Jesus Christ was outside time and came into time. That's another message altogether. So God is outside time and knows the beginning from the end. And a day with the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years with the Lord. That's a day. So God is so infinite that his method of putting us at the highest level might not be what you and I would think. Actually, sometimes you need to go down before you can go up. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God, sometimes you need to humble yourself, go down before you can go up. So you and I must have faith and trust in the Lord with all our hearts. 
whether things are going bad, whether things are going well, whether things are going good, look, it's important to trust him with all your heart. When you trust him with all your heart, you would do what he tells you to do. When God says, go to A, you go to A. When God says, speak to this person, you speak to this person. Whatever God tells you to do, once you know it's God and it's not against the scriptures, make sure you do it. If you are afraid to do something and what you want to do, the scriptures are backing it and you know that God wants you to do it, make sure you do it. Because fear is an evil spirit and anything we do because of fear will lead us in the wrong place. So trust in God. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. Oh, I feel, oh, it's, it's going down. I'm going down. It's not working out. Things are going bad. I'm falling. I'm falling. No. Rather say, rejoice not my enemy. For when I fall, I'll rise. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. Have a positive outlook because God is on your side. Have a positive at attitude and trust God and have faith in God. That will keep you in a good position. Can I have an amen? And what are some of the examples? Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Let's start from verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We're going to verse 6. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So it actually explains that it wasn't because of the salad or the meat. It is because of faith. Because Abel offered meat. Cain offered salad to God. But at the end of the day, in Genesis, we don't really have a clue as to why God chose Abel's and not Cain's. Why Abel's was more excellent to God than Cain's. But when we go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, the Bible explains to us what the problem was. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So when you and I offer a sacrifice to God, whether it is working for God, whether it is serving God, whether it is living for God, whether it is to become a missionary, which is a very important thing, hallelujah, whether it is to go full time, whether, whatever it is, to, whatever you and I need to do, when we offer sacrifices, even if it's offerings, whether it is tithe, anything we do for God, if we do it because we are doing it for God, full stop, then it is excellent. If we do it to please man, oh, I want to please my pastor. Oh, I want to please this person. I want to please that person. Oh, I want to get promotion at work. So I want to do what I'm doing so that my boss will see me. Then it can easily become canic. Can I have an amen? There's an abelic sacrifice, which is a good sacrifice. And there's a canic sacrifice, which is a bad sacrifice. Can I have an amen? Amen. So by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So when Abel was taking the, 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 the meat and he was cutting up the, 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 the animal, it was God saw his act in doing it and said, wow, 
Abel is doing it for me. He's doing it and has faith that when he does it, I'll be pleased. Abel just, uh, Cain just said, look, let me just gather something. We are sacrificing. Let's just sacrifice. Everybody sacrifice. God says we, my, we should sacrifice. Okay, I'm going to sacrifice. Let, here, this is it, Lord. There's a difference between we are sacrificing, God says it. Okay, yeah, 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 Lord. Or, wow, I want to please God. Let me do this thing. Let me offer this sacrifice well. Wow, I know that it's going to please God. Let me do it with all my heart. That's the difference. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Let's wait now. Now, when you go to Genesis, the Bible also says that an Enoch walked with God and was not because God took him. Now, you would ask yourself, it, it, in, in Genesis, it doesn't give the detail. It just makes it clear that Enoch walked with God and was not because God took him. Hallelujah. Now, what does this mean? It means, it now explains why God took Enoch. How Enoch walked with God. Because for we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, how did Enoch walk with God? It explains it. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. The translation was because God was pleased with him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That's how come Enoch walked with God and was not. Hallelujah. Now, verse 6. But without faith. So, the bat is explaining what was before the bat. So, Enoch walked with God and was not because God took him because he had this testimony and he was translated. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, how do you please God? How did Enoch please God? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. James says that the demons also believe and tremble. So it's not good enough to believe. That's why there's an end. Many people believe in God. Many Christians believe in God. Many unbelievers believe that there is a God. The Bible says in James chapter 2, even the devils believe and tremble. So believing in God alone is not enough. That's why we have end. That he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So this means that how do we please God? By faith. We please God by faith by believing that God is and that he will reward the diligent seeker. So anyone who has faith in God will please God and therefore maintain their position. Can I have an amen? Very, very important. We need to maintain our position with God. Hallelujah. How many are going to maintain their position? Faith is so important. You cannot please God without faith. You cannot maintain your position without faith. You cannot. Number two. James chapter four. 
Let's start from verse 6, but we're going, it's verse 8 we lo- we're looking for. James chapter 4, verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he seeth, he saith, God resisteth the proud. The proud. Now, some people are proud because, oh, I'm better than them. They are sinners, they are so bad. I'm better than them. I pray more than they do. So you can even do a spiritual thing and it will show pride in it. Because you are trying to say, uh, I pray more, I'm better than them. You are nothing. I'm better than you because I pray more. There are so many ways. But at the end of the day, whatever pride there is, God resists it. Anyone who feels they are better than others, anyone who looks down on others because of what you have, God doesn't like it. That's why the Bible says, what do you have that you did not receive? We entered into this world with nothing, and we will leave this world with nothing. Wherefore he seeth, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Humble, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, it means that you and I don't need to ask God to resist the devil for us. So it means that we need to make a conscious effort to resist the devil. It means that you and I have the power to resist the devil. So from now on, may I and may you resist the devil. Whether it's in anything, resist him. Niajin, resist him. Nisaki, resist him. All of us need to resist him. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Number eight is where we're looking for. So let's stay there. So number two, stay close to God. No, but you don't understand my Christian, so I'm already close to God. No. Stay close to God. This is an epistle to the Christians, and this epistle says, draw nigh to God. So you and I must draw near to God and stay close to him. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. So God has given a promise that when I draw near to him, he would draw near to me. But you realize that I must make the first step. I I, I should take the first step. I should take the first step of drawing near to God, and then he will draw near to me. Many people want God to draw near first. No, but God can't force himself. No one can resist God. So God doesn't want to force anyone. That's why he says, draw near and I'll draw near. Look at Psalm 65 verse 4 and I'll come back to James 4 8. Stay close. Blessed. Glory. Blessed is the man or woman. Don't remove yourself from me because it says man. Blessed is the man whom thou, God, choosest and causest to approach unto thee. You realize that even though he is causing, at least there's a first approach to God. So it's the honest is on us to approach. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. Then when we've approached unto God, what will be the result? That he may dwell in thy courts. The position is maintained. Glory to God. I'm preaching somebody. That he may dwell in thy courts, we shall be satisfied. When you are in God's courts, 
you can see you have all his audience, then you'll be satisfied with the goodness of his house. There is goodness in his house. There are good things in his house, even his holy temple, the church. So we must be in the church. Not the church on Zoom. Don't shut me down. I'm preaching good here. Even of his holy temple. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causes to approach. Glory to God. I'm preaching here unto thee. That's he, so, so the person who God has caused to draw near to him so that he can draw near to that person, that person is blessed. <clears throat> and that person will be in God's cause and will be satisfied in the church. The goodness to my God is what? For my good. The closer I am to God, the better it is for me. Who glory to God, the better it is for me. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Am I preaching to somebody here? Stay close to God. You maintain your position. It's actually, it's an automatic. Phoebe. It's automatic. Follow. Okay, I'm following you. You go here. Don't go to that. If I stay where I am and I'm not close, sorry, it's verse 13, and I'm not close, then my position is going because Jesus is my position. So when I am not staying close to Jesus, then I'm losing my position. Are you getting it? But when I come to him, I'm maintaining my position. Put your hands together for Jesus. You can go and take your seat. Philippians 2.13, for it is God. For it is God which worketh in you and me both to will. Who glory, 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 glory. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So you and I must pray, God, give me the grace to will and to do of your good pleasure. God, give me the grace to draw near to you. Because your word says, I want you to draw near to me, but your word has told me that you can draw near to me if I draw near to you. Lord, I want to draw near to you. Show me how to draw near to you. Give me the grace to draw near to you. Because God says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. But of course, there's more to that verse. Let's go back to James chapter 4, verse 8. But the key is to stay close to God. I'll just give you a few tips that will help. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So, sin must disappear. Wash your hands from wrong, from filth, from death, from hatred, and from destroying people, and from lies, and from sin, every kind of sin. And purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The heart must be pure, and we must not be double-minded. Am I shouting preaching to somebody here. It means you, my hands should be cleansed. There shouldn't be any murder or any shedding innocent blood or any lying over someone. Or when I see, wh wh when someone is accusing John X falsely or saying, John X, this is what you did. No, or Im imagine there's a meeting and then John X is being accused of something in the meeting. 
and you know the truth, <clears throat> but you don't say anything, God will be angry with you. <clears throat> because you are, you are guilty of not saying that, speaking the truth. And there are unfortunately many Christians like that, I mean pastors, who know the truth, but they will say something else to please others. God will be angry with you. That's, your hands are not clean. <clears throat> it's not just murder. Ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Have a pure heart towards God. Ye double-minded. Hallelujah. I'm always very careful to make sure that my hands are clean, especially when, if there's something, even if everyone will be angry with me, I have to see it because God will not be angry. I'll prefer God to be happy with me than everyone angry with me. So meaning that I'll prefer to be the odd one out speaking the truth and correcting something than to not. What do you think? If I know the truth. <clears throat> there is a difference between believing in God and staying close to God. There are many Christians who believe in God but are not close to God. Yeah. There are many Christians who believe, oh, they believe in God but they are not close to God. How do you become close to God? We'll talk about it, but it's those quiet times. I wish uh, we can't. Someone, it's too late now. Those quiet times. Hallelujah. Quiet time is the way to be close to God. And our prophet, Bishop Dark, has written many wonderful books. One of the very good books is Daily Quiet Time. Hallelujah. Daily Quiet Time. Quiet Time is a very, very, very good book. Hallelujah. That gives very good details about quiet time. That, that, that explains how to have the quiet time. There's the microscopic, the topical, very good details about how to have your quiet time. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you, get that book. That is a very, very good book that will bless you. Quiet Time. Hallelujah. Because that is how to stay close to God. The Bible says that Moses, Moses, Moses went up into the mountain, Mount Sinai, to meet God, and he alone was up there for 40 days and met God there. In the same way, you and I can be alone with God, having our quiet time with the Bible. That's how to stay close to God. That's how to be close to God. How do you stay close to God? By, I mean, I don't even know if you can do that, whether you can. Unless you, even if you pray that God give me a vision and take me up to heaven, transport me to heaven, even that you come back to the earth. So you will be close to God there, but you come back down. Don't shut me down now. Look at John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, and then verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, the Bible. In the beginning was the, the word of God, which is in the Bible. And the word or the, was with God, or the Bible, the word which is in the Bible was with God, and the word, the Bible, was with God. Of course, the word is bigger than just the Bible, but the Bible. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was not made anything that was made. So there was a particular word. There was a word. And that word in the distant past was besides God and with God and was always with God and there was never a time that there was no word. So that word 
is co-equal with God and has existed with God as God, with God. So God the Father and the Word of God was with God the Father and has always been with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. In the Word, now the Word is personified as a Him. And He, the Word, was life. And the life was the light of men. Who glory? Verse 5. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness could not withstand it or comprehended it not. Go to verse 12 for time's sake. But as many as received him, the word, to them gave he, the word, power to become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Am I preaching to somebody? Continue. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. You mean that was not born, it was not initiated or born of a human being. Physically and even will. You see, it was not generated or born from a physical human being or thought of or initiated or generated by a human being. Meaning that where, where, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14 explains everything. And the word became flesh. That equates the word to Jesus Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that word in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That word God is Jehovah, God, God, God himself. Oh, hallelujah. So it means that how do you maintain your position with God? By getting close to God. How do you get close to God? By eating the word, by and letting the word enter you because when the word is entering you, God is entering you. When the word of God is entering you, you are firm and secure in God. Ooh, glory to God. Maintain your position. You maintain your position through the word of God. We'll get into more details. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stay close to God. Your real blessings and my real blessings come by being close to God. Psalm 73 verse 28. Am I preaching to somebody? Psalm 73 verse 28. But it is good for me. Who glory? Oh, can someone say, but it is good for me? But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. So the key is that, but it is good for me. You see, the, my, the nearness to my God is my good. When I am close to God, it benefits me. When I am close to God, it is my, it, it helps me. It is for my good. Hallelujah. You also stay close to God by being in church. Now someone will say, ah, look at that. How possible. You cannot stay close to God without being in church. Some people say, I have church in my home. Some people say, I have church 
by myself or on Zoom. You see, the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, together in the physical place, I am there in the midst of them. Hebrews 10, 24. Hebrews 10, 24. Neglecting not yourselves, neglecting not the gathering of yourselves together, as the manner of some is. So, uh, Hebrews 10, 25. Uh, uh, sorry, 25. Hebrews 10, 25. Hallelujah. So, it's very important. We maintain our position with God when we are in his church. Because remember that the church is the body of Christ, number one. How many have seen someone's heart being removed for some time and then put back in? Does that happen? Heart transplant. So you see that a part of the body can be removed for some time and then put back in. Different parts. What does it mean? It means that you and I can easily remove ourselves from the church. And yet we are part of the body, but you and I must be close to God in the church because he is the head and we are the body. So you and I must keep ourselves firm in the body. Jesus is the head. We are the body. So secure yourself in his body. So that your position will be maintained. If you are the hand, keep yourself as the hand. Don't move away from the body. Very important. Does that make sense? Very, very important. Very, very important. Because you and I are in the church. And the church is the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And the savior of the body. The church is the bride of Christ. So the closer you are and the more established you and I are in the church, the closer we are to Jesus. I know because of the pandemic, many people, many Christians are no longer in church but are on Zoom. And because of that, you know yourself. Let me ask you, you know yourself, wherever you are, all the, all the churches, you know yourselves. Do you ask, ask yourself, when you are in church, you are sitting down, you can hear the word because you are right there, you can't be eating. Or you can't be chatting on the phone. Oh, yes, yes. But when you're on Zoom, and you're, most of you will not be on video. And when you're not on video, you know, you know, when you're not on video, you'll be eating, you'll be chatting, you'll be playing games, you'll be bathing, you'll be watching videos, you'll be doing all sorts of things. And therefore, missing out. That's why church in, on Zoom was only a temporary thing until things got back together, back, back. Now things are back. So, look, you need to maintain your position by coming back to church. I said you need to maintain your position by going back to church. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Church is very, very important. And the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. So does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. The church is important because this is the place God has chosen to place his name. Think about it. Job chapter 23, we are wrapping up, verse 14. Job 23, 14. Job 23, 14. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. NLT, 
So he will do for me all he has planned. He controls my destiny. Wow. Everything concerning us is with God. There are many of such blessings with God when we get closer to him. Think about it. So he will do for me all he has planned. Everything God has planned for you and I, he will do so long as we are established in him and we are close to him and we are in our position. What a beautiful verse. He controls my destiny. Some people, maybe they are going to supposed to live 50 years and they'll die. But God can extend it to 80 years because he controls your destiny. Some people can live to 70 years, but God can control their destiny and they will live to age 90. Actually, it does not matter what you are going through. It does not even matter your diagnosis. Joel Austin's mother was diagnosed with a very aggressive, uh, rare aggressive form of cancer, and she should have died long ago in the, is it the 90s or early 2000s. And she's still alive, right? She's still alive. So it does not necessarily matter because God is the one who controls our destiny. It is God. It is not man. No matter the situation, unless you are in the box, even if you are in the box and you are in the grave, you can be risen from the dead. You can be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. God controls my destiny. God controls your destiny. And it's easier and more established and more real for our destiny to be controlled by God and for God to do everything in us or for us as his planned when we are in our position. Many people fall off their position with God and that's why things always don't work the way they should. But thy word, glory, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let's get the word in. Let's get the word in. Hallelujah. 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 So this is two out of a number. This is a, a series, how to maintain your position. So as we conclude, what is the first? Have faith in God. Number two, stay close to God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's speak to the Lord and ask the Lord to let this word be real in our lives. Let's ask the Lord to prepare us for his word. To be doers of what we've heard and not hearers only. Oh Jesus, we give you praise. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we magnify your name. Speak to him. And ask the Lord to increase your faith. If you are a born again Christian, you've already been allotted the measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. You've already been given the measure of faith. Every born-again Christian. If you are not a born-again Christian, then you will have the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 12, 3, for I say, on, uh, for I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, among the church in Rome, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt or allotted to every man amongst them the measure of faith. So Lord, increase my faith. 
ask the Lord to increase your faith. Ask the Lord to cause your faith to grow and cause you to trust in Him all the time. To trust in Him. And then ask God to give you the grace to stay close to Him. Get yourself in the Word and in prayer, the Bible, the Word of God. You and I will maintain our position as we dig ourselves in the Word. No matter what you're going through, whether you are struggling with sin, whether you are struggling with anything, when you decide that I'm going to get myself in the Word, you are depressed, you are discouraged, you are sick. The Word of God is the key. It is what will dispel every darkness. Every darkness. Every darkness. Oh, let's speak to the Lord. Lord, give me the grace. Give me the grace. I want more. I need you. I need you. Draw me near to thee. Cause me to trust in you. I've, I, cause me to learn to depend on Jesus. To de depend on Jesus and to trust in God. Oh, Jesus, we give you the praise. Father God, we bless you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Now, just before we conclude, I want to give someone, whether you are here, whether you are watching, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you are not born again, and you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell. You know in your heart that you are far away from God. And you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to put my trust in Jesus Christ. I have decided to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you are like that, then I want you to know that there are a couple of conditions for salvation. God will look your way and accept you if you are able to do these things or these things in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10. Number one, you must believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God. Number two, you must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and his blood was shed for your sins. Number three, you must believe that God raised him from the dead. Number four, you must repent of your sins, do a 180 degree turn away, knowing that and knowing and accepting your mind and your heart that sin is missing God's mark, sin is wrong and I do not want to sin and decide from today that you are going to make it a point, so help you God to overcome sin. If you are able to do these things and know and ask God for forgiveness and know that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. For Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 says, for verse 9 says, for uh, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe with thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So realize that salvation, you must confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God. You must believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead. When you do that, you will be saved. He explains how you will be saved in verse 10. For with the heart... You must believe 
and confess. Don't just confess out of emotions. Confess because of what you believe. You, you, you speak in your, with your mouth what you believe in your heart. That's why the Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So you and I are made right with God or righteous or justified because of our faith. Because of what we believe. Because we believe what the gospel says. And with the mouth what we believe, when we confess it, we are saved. So repeat after me if you want Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his, his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. What a blessing. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Amen. It's now time for us. How many were blessed and are going to do these two things? Amen. Amen. We may take our seats. Hallelujah. Now, just before, let's take out a good offering. The Bible says we must pay our tithe and give our offering. Hallelujah. What is our tithe? Your tithe is 10% of your increase. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that is for God. The tithe is the Lord's. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to give and God will bless you. Offerings are above the tithe and will bless and will be a blessing to you. When you, you give your offering, God will multiply it. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we must give and it will be a blessing to us. The Bible says we must honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your substance. And with the first fruit of all your increase. Hallelujah. Then your bands will burst out of plenty. And you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Father God, bless our tithe. Bless our offering. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your tithe, you can raise your tithe. Just raise it. Raise your tithe. Just raise it and I'll pray. Father God, bless our tithe. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your offering, you can also raise your offering. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. And shalom. God bless you, those on social media. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And shalom. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It's now time for announcements. Amen. <laughs>